for too long. Can't get enough, what is you on? Buenos dias. Welcome to another episode of How to Build an Empire on a Taco. My name is Matt Lash. I'm the CEO of La Dulce Vapor Company, and I'm here with my partner, Zach Nattinger. Uh, we have a very special surprise today. We got uh, our graphic artist, Thomas Wimberly, on the air with us. Say hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? He, uh, he has uh, blessed us with being on the show today. Um, give us a little talking to about similarities and differences between you know, the, the graphic arts industry and kind of what we're doing. Um, so I think it'll be awesome. Before we start and getting all that, let's just give you guys some updates on, uh, you know, what's going on in, in La Dulce. Uh, we have our product shipping tomorrow um, to us, and then we should get it by Monday, Tuesday timeframe. So we're really close to the release date. So that's pretty awesome. Um, but, you know, let's get into this a little bit with Thomas. I think that we should take most of this time to talk to him. So, uh, you know, Thomas, if you want to give us a little background about, you know, where you're from, you know, college, just kind of. Um. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm a graduate of LSU. I was in the um, graphic design program there. Graduated, I guess, about a year and a half ago. I've uh, been freelancing on the side for going on about five, six years, but only the last year really, really steady. Um, was at an agency for the past year and a half and kind of got tired of that lifestyle and that uh, environment. So uh, through working with you guys and a few other clients, I was able to finally break off and uh, start my own gig. So now I'm working out of uh, mid-city Baton Rouge. Love it over here. Um, not too far from New Orleans, so that's cool. Um, still got that home city vibe. I'm actually from uh, Gonzales, which is 30 minutes um uh, towards New Orleans, but I've been here the last seven years. So, but uh, yeah, I'm a graphic artist. Uh, got my own little company. I just started. Uh, do a lot of branding work, uh, a lot of logos, a lot of things like that. Just getting into web. Um, got a few things like that under my belt, and um, I guess that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, you do great work. I mean, when we found you on that, I mean, what was that website? Thumb, thumb, thumbtack. Yeah, yeah. Thumbtack. You know, and. It was great because you gave us such good prices um, compared to a lot of other people. I mean, they quote us like fifteen hundred dollars for yeah. a logo. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Thumbtack's been uh, pretty good. You guys were actually one of the first ones that I got through that. Um, and basically, you know, I found these jobs that I could do. I could do pretty good work for, and uh, not charge. You know, out the ass for it. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I, I could uh, I could crank out a bunch of them. So that's really what kind of helped me uh, decide to make the jump to open my own gig. Um, so I could provide quality products at an affordable price that you know most anyone could afford. You know, and in the end, everyone benefits. Yeah, and so that kind of gives you the the quantity, right? If you can undercut a lot of your competitors' pricing. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, pretentiousness in the design industry, especially where um, you know people want to charge like an incredible amount, which is fine in some cases if you have like a big corporation that you're working for or really established business. But you know, uh, like for instance, with you guys, you know, you kind of gave me your story, told me what was up, and I didn't mind cranking something out at an affordable price because you know I could get behind what you guys were doing, the passion you had. And, um, you know, in the end, everyone benefited and I got some really cool stuff to put in my portfolio, 
you guys got some pretty solid work and in the end you know it kind of worked out so yeah and i think that you know at least from our end it was nice because it built a relationship so that you know anything graphic arts we need ever done is going to be through you i appreciate that <laughs> yeah and so like you know up front we couldn't pay a lot and so we really appreciate that you worked with us um but you know coming down the road as we get bigger there's going to be a lot more opportunity you know, for us to be able to spend some money to get some yeah. things done. And so it's that relationship that we built that I think will last a long time. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the mentality that I had behind it is if I could kind of get in the door with these clients and show them that I was capable of good work, uh, quality and affordable prices, then, you know, later down the road, they would help me out and uh, remember me and, you know, get me to do more work for them. So it, it was a uh, it's kind of a, an investment more than anything, you know, you know, for sure. uh, an affordable price to kind of get in there at least and build those relationships. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, what's the biggest difficulty you found opening your own company in your industry? Um, let's see. The biggest thing that I found is uh, just like the back and forth I didn't really account for, like just client relations and emails. And, you know, when people, designers think about opening their own shop, um, you know, they think about the work that they're going to be able to do and the people they're going to be able to help. But I didn't really think about you know, how how much time I'd spend uh, sending emails and stuff. But it's, it's part of the job, you know. Yeah, uh, sure. But I guess there's like technicalities, uh, housekeeping stuff. You know, I, I didn't really think about that as much as I should have, I guess. Yeah, and you know, we talk about that and he doesn't realize, you know, I'm more the business side, he's the creative side. And he, you know, didn't understand kind of the paperwork that goes into yeah. creating a business. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot to it. Uh, a lot I'm still even figuring out, you know, taxes and all that nonsense. So. Oh, yeah, the taxes are crazy trying to figure out you know all yeah. that stuff and licenses <laughs> and yeah it's a mess so you so you have your own office space that you, that you got yeah yeah actually um so i apprenticed under a local freelancer um he was a bmx guy and did like he prints his own shirts and posters and things like that and he was working at an agency and um then he decided to do the same thing and kind of break off so he's been doing it about 10 years and uh, took me under his wing a little bit. Well, anyway, a few weeks back when I told him I was going to do my own thing, I asked him, you know, you know any shops that are for rent or, you know, I was actually looking for a warehouse space so I could do some posters and stuff too. But um, we ended up working something out to where he's only here half the week, so I get the other half. Um, it's pretty cool because he's got like a little shop with, you know, his shirts and stuff, and I get basically um, – a genuine office space and we get to throw ideas off of each other when he's in here so it works out man i like it that's uh, awesome that's so awesome. yeah it, it's pretty cool like i said i'm here uh by myself monday through wednesday and then it's both of us in here the rest of the week usually cool cool so you know with our vape industry it's it's definitely an industry built off of relationships um it's not as much your typical classic professional business i mean it's professional but there's more of a laid-back kind of feel um you know in your industry do you, do you see that more or more of like the old-fashioned uptight business type thing so it's it, that's a good question um so in the agency that i was at before i was an art director slash graphic designer um and it was a lot more uppity and it was more like um, the account exec there's there was like this whole checks and balances system where the account executives got the work 
and then they talked to the client and then they translated to us what the client wanted. So it was this like really, really long game of like telephone that was, I mean, it works for big agencies, but that's not what I'm about. I'm about the relationship and I'm about talking to you guys and talking to my clients and directly taking what you tell me and putting it into the work that I'm doing for you. You know, I don't like all these filters that you have to go through. And like I said, it works for agencies because when you go to them, you're getting the whole package. But for me, um, I like the more back and forth, like just me and you kind of do, you know? Um, so I guess to answer your question for freelancers, it's more of, um, you know, the client relation with the agency. It's more about being part of that, that big system, you know, which is easy to get lost in, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that would make it harder to kind of get the end product to the customer, you know, if you're not directly talking to them. Yeah, it, uh, it really is. And the thing is there, there are two types, of designers in this world and actually I mean kind of two types of people period and those are the you know the passionate creative ones the entrepreneurs that want to make their own way and um, you know they'll do whatever they can to get there like you guys um, and then there are the other ones that just want a steady paycheck they want to know that they have benefits they want to know that they have others and in all honesty it's really a false sense of security because um, you know even though they have a, uh, an employer giving them all that stuff, all that stuff could end, you know, the, if the employer lost a big client or something. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's what I like about it. And that's why I made the jump because like, it's important to me to know my clients, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love talking to you guys. Like you guys are, you guys are probably my easiest client to work with. Um, just because, uh, you guys have good ideas. You listen to my ideas and I mean, we've yet to have an issue as far as getting to an end product, you know? Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's what we talked about that why we work so well together is that we stay out of each other's way. So, you know, I take care of the business, he takes care of the creative. And so we find that if we let the expert do their job, um, it works out a lot better. So that's why we kind of gotten out of your way, uh, because you know, we're giving <laughs> you the kind of what we are thinking in our head a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, the stuff that you brought us has just been amazing, man. And, Thanks, and I dude. think that helps that we kind of get out of your way. So yeah. let you do you and, and let the expert do his thing and it be, uh, creates a great product. You know, if we got in your way and we're like, you know, we want this and, you know, then it, it makes it difficult for both of us. Yeah, well, luckily, you guys bring something to the table that I don't have with a lot of other clients, and that's that you have a general idea of what you want. I mean, you guys have given me sketches. You guys have given me images to go off of. And the fact that you're able to handle that creative side as well really helps to steer me. And I think that's why we work so well together because, I mean, uh, as you know, you guys are experts in your field, obviously, but the fact that you can branch over and do a little bit more, I mean, that really helps me out, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure most of the people that you deal with. So that's that's a really good thing to have, really good quality for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, is it? I know that there's a lot of industries that are very competitive, and and one of those industries I think that I've heard has been the arts. So, is the graphic art field an extremely saturated competitive field? Uh, it is really saturated, but the good thing is that unlike a lot of other industries, like I mean, sure, sure, there are other there are other industries that are like this, but the fact that our work speaks for itself, 
um, that really helps to separate us from one another. Uh, specifically in Baton Rouge, is a pretty saturated um, industry. Um, everybody's really cool with each other, so it's not that big a deal. But that's part of the reason that I started extending to um, you know other clients throughout the country, and I've even got a few clients across the world now that I picked up in the last few months because. You know, I, I'm a really big picture kind of guy, and uh, as much as I'd like to do the stuff for the supermarket down the street, I'd much rather do the dune buggy company in Saudi Arabia, which is what I'm doing now. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it is saturated, but it's one of those things, like, if you want to separate yourself, then your work is going to do it, or you're just going to be lost among all the other shitty stuff, you know? Yeah. Because there's plenty of that out there. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. We found a lot of that when we were looking for graphic artists. So, you know, it's kind of like ours where it is saturated, but because of the work that Taco does, it's, you know, the, the juice separates itself and the work that you did. I mean, the branding you did for us um, will definitely separate us on the shelf and in the flavor profile. I mean, you know, we go into stores right now and we look at the different bottles and they're just the branding is just off. And yeah, yeah. It's great that we found somebody that'll help us brand our company because that helps stand out in a saturated market. Oh, no doubt, man. You're absolutely correct. So was your uh, breakup with, you know, your firm good, amicable, or was it, you know, kind of difficult? Uh, no, it, it was uh, it was actually really good. Uh, I never actually planned on working at an agency. Uh, when I got out of school, I knew actually at the end of school, I knew I wanted to do my own thing. And uh, after you know working under freelancers, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. Uh, but I did throw out some resumes, and one of them ended up catching. Got a call from them, went in, and got the job. Um, so I think the issue was that the entire time I was there. Um, I was trying to fit that mold of like working in an agency and because um, I got wrapped up in it, man. I, I enjoyed the fact that I kind of knew like going back to the benefits and all that stuff, you know, it was nice feeling that sense of security, I guess. Um, but as I was there, I kind of started realizing it wasn't really the place for me. I started looking for other play, other jobs and some things fell through and uh, eventually I, I just kind of, I went to him a few weeks back and I was just like, look, it's not working. Um, and they, they understood because I was in all honesty, I was so different than the rest of them because they were cool just having work pushed at them and, you know, do these edits, do these edits. Um, and we also did a ton of political work that I wasn't really cool with because, um, I mean, like, I don't know when it comes to politics, I, I'm not really that involved anyway. I should, I, I should be more aware, but I'm not. Um, but it's mostly because of being behind the scenes, like seeing the amount of just trash that's pushed out there. And like, I mean, pe you know, people that don't really think for themselves, they get this thing in the mail and they're like, oh, this was printed. It must be true. Yeah. You know? So anyway, it was all that stuff mixed together. They, they completely understood though. You know, I put them on notice. I left on good terms. I still talk to them. I'm, I still hang out with them every once in a while. So, um, no, it, it was a good experience. They, they knew it was coming. And that makes it easier. I know that, um, you know, with my last job, it was not such a good, you know, breakup. Um, you know, I ended up quitting for the same reasons. I told them that, you know, I was starting this business and I needed time, um, yeah. which, you know, they should be excited about. I mean, it was something where I wasn't making a lot of money and it was, this was a great opportunity. Well, come to find out, they talked about how they had fired me to all their customers and I get, you know, it was a service industry. So yeah. know, I had relationships with these people. And so they kept texting me, you know, why'd you get fired? Why'd you get fired? And I was like, well, I didn't. I just left. 
So, you know, that kind of puts some bad tension there. Yeah, and it, it probably showed you that you were you were doing the right thing anyway by bouncing if they're going to talk like that behind you, you know. Exactly. So, and so it's always nice when you can leave those things kind of on, on good terms. Yeah. So now are you competitors with them? Uh, no, no, because they, honestly, man, they weren't even doing the work that I really wanted. Uh, po- political does, uh, political work fuels 80% of their, mm. their annual income. Like they do some, they move, they make a ton of money, but it's all through that mostly. Uh, now they do some other stuff with, with a few breweries around town. Um, a beta brewery. I don't know if y'all are familiar with them by chance, but, uh, they do their stuff and a few things for Chevron. Um, but no, I mean, very, I was even commuting an hour and a half to work, oh. so like we're not even in the same area anymore. So, um, old. I uh, I I had that same kind of commute to my job, and it it gets old after a while. Oh yeah, dude. I uh, I ended up getting uh, my buddy hooked up there with a web job, and so we kind of split the commute every other week. But it still sucked. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So now you said that you're, you're starting to get into websites. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've been working on a few sites um, the past few months and just through dealing with the clients and stuff, we haven't quite reached the finishing points. Um, But that's something I started uh, a few months back and in the scale of things, I'm still pretty new to it. But I mean, I've been researching a lot and using WordPress and things like that. I can get I, I can get things done. So it's one of those things like I knew that I could make more money if I did web, so I had to learn it, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I look at the cost of websites, and it's it's definitely a lot more than logos. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of uh, edits. There's a lot of refinement. So it's a, it's like a really big graphic project. It just it takes some time, but it, it when you're done, it, it's usually worth it. Yeah, and we're definitely excited once we get the capital to to have you start working on that for us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the clothing line. You know, we're really excited about that to, you know, kind of you and Taco get together and kind of pick each other's brains and, and come out with a finished product. Because um, I think that would be really cool, having an apparel line that's designed by a graphic artist. Um, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I think uh, just working with you all, with Taco, like the ideas that you sent over for the um i mean even for the logo and then the flavor sheet and things like that's the only reason we really got to where we were mm-hmm. because like i said earlier you know he's got that creative side so it really worked out so as far as the shirts and stuff uh, i'm looking forward to that too yeah and it's definitely nice because you know a lot of people in our industry just kind of throw their logo on a shirt and call it a day um, yeah so it'll be nice to bring something else to the table um it's also nice you know that we brought you that font, and I had no idea it was copyrighted. This man did not tell me that it was copyrighted. Um, so I really appreciate that you put that time, and, and that means a lot too. You know, when you put that extra time in to to make sure that we're protected and that we're not doing something stupid like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's just through years of doing it. You know, I know the places to check, and um, through googling, like the guy was actually giving it away for free. But, um, like he wouldn't respond to my messages or anything, but I think in the end we got you something that was really legible and really, um, memorable. So I think it ended up working out anyway. I think it worked out better personally. You know, I look back at the the sheet that had both of them on there and, you know, going through our label process, it definitely, it looks fantastic. I mean, I couldn't be happier with the, you know, the labels that came out and the design and the font, um, that you use. It's definitely brandable and legible. Right. And that's the big thing that we found on different labels is that it's so hard to read what the names are. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's funny you should say that. I, so I actually have another guy that um, I was doing like a few little labels and stuff for, and he was actually doing vape stuff too. And it's funny because it's a completely different story than working with y'all because like this guy's super nice and he's super passionate. But like when we were done, like we have something that in all honesty, like still needs a lot of work, you know what I'm saying? And he was happy with it. So that, that was pretty much all that mattered. But, um, as far as the competition out there, the vape industry through working with y'all and through researching it, like there's a lot of people that don't put enough work into what they put out. You know, they're happy enough just kind of pushing that product and, uh, making ends meet enough. But I think when you guys get your, your bottles out there on the shelves, like they're really going to stand apart just for the fact that, you know, they're clear, they're concise, they're, they're legible, they're branded well. And, uh, sorry, not, not being arrogant. That, that's a no, testament no, to no, y'all. It's true. It's true. <laughs> completely, yeah, completely agree. Uh, uh, but I think, I think they're really going to set themselves apart whenever they're on the shelves. Yeah, so I'm looking no. forward to seeing that. Oh yeah. And that's what we found with this industry is there's, because it's booming and because the, you know, the, the amount of growth is ridiculous. All these investors are, are, you know, just jumping in, paying some random guy to, to throw some juice together, slapping a label on it and selling it. Um, yeah. And they're making decent money, but we're here for the long haul and we, you know, and that's where that brand's going to come in. Um, and so we really put our time and our effort and we think it's awesome that you helped be able to, to provide what we wanted, um, in that. And so that's that's awesome. And the other thing with that is is that a lot of these people you don't know who they are. So like Space Jam, who's probably the biggest, you know, juice company out there, you can't even Google who there's who their owners are. Right. Um, and so that's where we wanted to come in and have the relationship with the customers is that you know who we are. We're everywhere on the on social media, on this podcast. Um, so that if you have questions about anything, whether it's you know getting off smoking cigarettes and you have questions about what kind of device you want to use or you know what juice to have because we're we're gonna give you honest opinions and you know if you 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 want a fruit flavored line we're gonna tell you a good fruit flavored line if you you know because obviously we think we have the best candy line that's out there that's just you know yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not trying to be arrogant but you know right, right. we you know we have confidence in our products but we're also gonna help people that you know maybe they don't like candy maybe they like desserts. Um, so we're not just going to try to push our product on the people. Yeah. Well, I think the fact that y'all are so involved and the fact that, you know, you're getting your names out there with the product, like, I don't think that's arrogant at all. I think that's just pride in your product, you know, and I think people are going to really connect with that when they're able to go online or they're able to go to your podcast or wherever it is and see you guys and see that you're invested and see that you actually care enough to where you'll put your face next to your product. You know, yeah. uh, you're not this, this faceless company, like you're two guys getting work done, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we see it from when we go into stores and we just hang out, you know, we have a store in Kentucky where we will just hang out for hours and, you know, talk to customers and, you know, really never let them know we're, we're the owners of this company until the owner of that store tells them. Um, yeah. And then it's cool to see their reaction, you know, if they've tried the product without, you know, knowing it's us in there and then, you know, and they've already met you. So, yeah. And so then they're just, you know, amazed by it and just the ease of talking to us. Cause we, you know, we've met different juice owners and we've met, you know, different, different people in the industry. And, you know, a lot of the store owners are really down to earth, laid back people. Mm -hmm. um, and the juice people are nice. They're just venture capitalist. So yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So they're nice people, but 
they're they're more about the money than the passion of the product. Yeah. Um, well, I think um, there's something to be said about people that like put the passion in and then the money comes, you know what I'm saying? Cause people really, people can tell quality and people can uh, recognize, you know, hard work. And I, I think um, a lot of those people that you're talking about that just, you know, just in it for the money. I think that's something that they really miss out on. Um, people, people like products being relatable and companies being relatable. And um, there's too many people out there that don't realize that. Yeah. And you know, when we look at the stuff that you did, we can tell the kind of passion that you have for it. Um, it, and you're right, it does show in, in the product. Um, the people that don't have as much passion, they're not going to put the hours in and they're not going to have the, the attention to detail Right. that's going to cause people to say, wow, that's amazing. Um, and we definitely saw that in your work and it, and it helps because we have that passion too. So everything in our product line right now has that kind of passion. Right, Whether right. Whether from and us or from you. And I think that's um, that's easily seen. So I think you guys are doing doing your job right. <laughs> well, we had some help. We had some help. But uh, speaking of your work and stuff, when you were working yeah, yeah. on the logo, like what what's the process you go through to do that? Because I mean, when you sent it to us, I was just blown away on the <laughs> quality of it. I mean, it's crazy. Okay, so basically, um, I've got a few steps to my process, uh, and this is only something that I've been able to kind of refine throughout the years. Uh, before, it was a lot more sporadic, uh, but basically, first thing I do is I talk to you guys. You know, I see what you're looking for. Uh, you guys gave me a pretty detailed brief as far as you know what you're looking for. Uh, I've come across some clients that give me way too much, and they try to act like they know what they're talking about, and in the end, they just kind of make themselves sound stupid. Um, but you guys, you know, you told me what you wanted. So after that, I did a little market research, saw what was out there, uh, saw some competitors, saw, you know, what was on the shelves, things like that. Um, and then I took the inspiration that you sent me, which was those original symbols, uh, uh the Mayan symbols or, uh, whatever they were. And, um, I actually, I, so people get kind of thrown off when I say this, but I use Pinterest um, to make mood boards because uh, aside from all the coffee recipes and, you know, wedding decorations and stuff, uh, Pinterest is actually a really good tool for collecting ideas. I mean, it's a free resource that um, uh, instead of just searching, a lot of times what I do is I'll go to my normal blogs and my normal designer resources and just save my images to Pinterest. So uh, what I do is I make these secret boards for each of my clients to where when I go to work, I can just pull up on my second monitor all this stuff and look at it for inspiration while I'm drawing it. Um, so anyway, I, I did that and then um, I took that image that y'all had and um, the first thing I do is exactly what you asked me. You know, you guys wanted that font that you found, you wanted that image. So that's the first thing I do is I knock out exactly what the client wants. Next thing I do is um, do what I think might help out a little bit more with their thoughts in mind. Um, so once that was done, you know, we kind of had both of those images that I was pretty happy with. Uh, and another thing I do is um, I start off in black and white. Everything I do starts off in black and white, and that has a lot to do with the people that train me because uh, I used to I have my own like screen printing press and things like that, so I, I print shirts every once in a while. Um, but if something can work in black and white and something can work at a small scale, then you have a successful mark because it'll be legible, it'll be memorable. So I kind of shrink it down, make sure that it's easily read because especially with, with your company on the bottles, it has to be legible at a small scale. 
so anyway, all that kind of goes through, and then I mock it up, and I put it on my little presentation thing and send it to y'all, and then we kind of go from there and just keep refining it. So um, it, it's a little bit of everything. It's a big mixing pot, but in the end, um, usually I, I get what my clients are looking for. Definitely. You definitely did. <laughs> we both were wondering, um, I don't know if you remember the flavor sheet, but yeah, yeah. the all those... Um, what are those things called? The, the little, the little, little drawings around yeah. the, the, the little calendar symbols. Yeah, calendar symbols. All custom. Yeah, yeah. What I did was, um, I so I found what Taco sent. Like I looked at that, and then I um, did some research and found what that was based off of, like that original calendar or whatever. Uh, and then through doing a little bit more research, I found um, the little symbols that went on them. And so what I did was uh, I redrew all of them myself, and then uh, I shrunk them down and made sure that they were still recognizable. And then uh, I went through a few processes with that and cleaned it up till I finally had it at a scale to where um, you could still kind of tell what they were. So yeah, those those are all custom, but they are based off of the Mayan calendar, just maintaining that theme. That's amazing, man. Yeah, dude, you have a talent. <laughs> yeah. Those are detailed. That detail, I mean. yeah, those are those are amazing, man. Well, uh, one thing that I like to do is uh, create these assets for my clients to where later on down the line, if we want to use that again, they're already cleaned up, so I can kind of throw them in whatever the new product is. Awesome. Uh, and I, I felt like, especially with the uh, the whole theme that y'all are going for, there's so much rich imagery associated with that, that um, I, I knew it wouldn't be hard to find stuff online to kind of um, supplement that and enforce it. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons, I think that, you know, Taco kind of happened upon it, but, um, you know, with the Mayan theme, there's so much that we can do with it, uh, you know, with bringing out new flavors and names and, and all of that, that he did a good job of finding us something that, doesn't you know that we can't run out of ideas oh yeah yeah i think um that because because what he did was set up the branding you know he he put into motion exactly um what the direction was y'all were going in and uh, i totally agree i mean there's so much there's so much history with it there's so many um different images associated with it that you guys really pick something that's both memorable and um i mean it's easily applied to whatever you're doing yeah, and I think it's simple. You know, people will remember it, you know, Plus, especially because it's not proper Spanish. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I remember one of your podcasts, I guess it was maybe the first one, talking about the choice in the name. And I, I love that. I mean, I love the fact that it's not spelled the right, na right way because that by itself separates it, you know. Yeah. Um, it's little things like that that really make a brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just tried to be original as possible because, you know, a lot of juice companies – there's like uh as not aztec what is it uh greek gods and stuff like that there's a lot of stuff like that so we tried to separate ourselves from that standpoint because no one else to my knowledge uses the mind theme so yeah i mean i think it's i think it's awesome especially the meaning behind it because there are plenty of companies vape companies and normal companies out there that want cool stuff but there's not really that much meaning behind it so the fact that you guys have that history to enforce it um that's really going to help you all out yeah, and, I, you know, I think that even the names, because, you know, you look at names, I mean, there's a lot of vape juices that are like, you know, the name of the juice is number 47 or number, you know, like stuff like that. And I think that he put a lot of time into that and then you kind of brought it out. And so, you know, it, I mean, the fonts used on the side with the names, everything that, w that we've done together, I think, has really helped 
in the long run. I think it, you know, it's going to help build us, which is ultimately going to help you as well, because the bigger we get, then the more we can put into your pocket, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and the more cool stuff you get to do, you know, who knows down the line, what we can do together that, you know, is, is awesome that you'll enjoy and that we'll enjoy as well. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are definitely, um, going back to what you had said before, uh, the dynamic that you two create, like with, you know, the business side being handled and then taco steering the creative is really a, a strong uh, dynamic that you have going that I think, you know, it's really going to help and it's easy for me to work with. So I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so are you by yourself or do you have like a partner that works with you? No, no, it's actually just me. Um, sometimes, in all honesty, I kind of front that I have like a few people, um, <laughs> just depending on the client, because yes. some people like to make themselves think that more people is more work. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do have I do have like a group of people that um, I bounce ideas off of, um, and I have people that I'll contract in when I need help. But for the most part, it's just me, and I plan on staying that way for as long as I can. And that's, I mean, that's got to be a struggle with, I know setting up a company, you know, me being the business side is there's enough work for me just from that. And so, you know, you doing the business side and being able to do the the design and artistic part of it is is pretty amazing, actually, because, you know, you and I both know what it takes to start a company. Um, And it's not, there's no short of work, you know, there's, there's always work to be done in that. And you know, oh, no it's, doubt. It's definitely impressive that you can do that by yourself. <laughs> Thanks, um, man. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, you know, I was working that full-time job, waking up at 6 and not getting home till about 7.30 because of the commute. And uh, all of y'all's work was done between the hours of 9 and 2. So once I was able to break off and I had the funding to really uh, support myself, I'm already used to working my ass off. So now that it's for me, it's easy because mm-hmm. I'm the only one benefiting from it. So it's it's not even work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm still getting in the shop every day at like 730. Uh, I get a four days in. And honestly, man, you know, I don't even feel like I'm working. I'm just doing what I love. And that's and what it's we easy. found too, you know, and it was like that for us. We worked those jobs and we weren't getting home till, you know, eight, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And then we were have to work on this and we were dead tired. And, and I think that we get better work done. Um, you know, I couldn't imagine anything better than what you did for us, but you know, it's gotta be easier. Um, you know, just the lifestyle of not having to work until two o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, man. Um, I mean, even when I was in school, you know, as soon as I moved out of my parents' house when I was about 18, um, you know, I, I, I had to get like a job to support my rent and all that and pay for me to go through school and stuff. So actually I waited tables for about five years. Um, and it was the same deal. It was go to school during the day. I worked at the athletic office as a designer during like in between school. And then at night I'd go wait tables till at least 11 or 12 every night and then try to squeeze in some work after that. So I'm a firm believer that if you want something, you can make the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And you can also put in the work to achieve whatever you want. Um, I think a lot of people like to make excuses and a lot of people like to think that um, their life hasn't been set up correctly to achieve something. But I'm a firm believer that you can make whatever you want. You just have to put in the work. Yeah, that's Uh, a great point. And I think that's why we work together so well together as well is that, you know, our company kind of bases off of that, you know, hard work and, and grinding and, you know, um, 
kind of chasing what you want, you know, is that too many people sit back and are like, well, life's unfair, life's not giving me this, when it's just, you got to put in the work, you know, you work oh, yeah. ridiculous hours now, so you don't have to later. Exactly. And you know, while I was at the agency, another thing that kind of bummed me out was the mentality. And it was like, oh, well, um, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't really go freelance on your own. Like, you know, other people would tell me, oh, I do that on the side, but I could never support myself. It's like, yeah, well, just cause you can't doesn't mean I can't. And I have been doing it. And like, just because you have settled in doesn't mean that everyone's like that. Yeah. Because if I want something, I'm going to go get it. Like, it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. I'm going to get it, you know. Um, and I, I think a lot of people just expect stuff to be handed to them. And um, you're never going to make any money working for anybody. Like, um, I mean, even if you're, like, high up in some big corporation, yeah, you, you know, you get, like, a pretty good salary. But you're still under somebody's thumb, you know. Just a couple uh, machine. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I just got tired of doing that. You know, I got tired of following stupid orders whenever, you know, we, the design was being pushed to the side in favor of time constraints and budgets, which is what you have to do in an agency. But I'm so passionate about the design part that I, I just had to do it on my own. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's the thing is that when you get caught in that, that machine or whatever, I think that was that's what separates the entrepreneurs from, you know, just the, the employees. Um, because I wasn't a very good employee. Um, I was good and worked hard, but from a standpoint of I had too many opinions for right. for them. <laughs> so, you know, I worked my ass off and, and, and those kind of things, but they didn't like that I was trying to tell them things that you know, yeah. they didn't really want to hear, which you know, it's probably hard when you're 50 and a 24 year old comes in acting like he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, it wasn't that I thought I knew what I was talking about. It was just simple stuff that I didn't think was getting done. Um, yeah. But so I wasn't a very good employee. And so I think that's what kind of separates is that we wanted more. I mean, at least I did. Um, I wanted more than that corporate, you know, right, right. Got his ass permission type thing. It's like Taco said, that machine, you're just like this gear and this thing that no matter what, you're never going to make as much as you're actually contributing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, just in the past, you know, few months that I've been freelancing hardcore, I've doubled my salary and it's because I'm putting in the work, you know, and it's totally worth it. It's, it's the best experience of my life so far. So I've, uh, if you put in the work, you can do whatever you want, in my opinion, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And plus, when you go off on your own, there's just so much freedom to be, like gives you the opportunity to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's little stuff like being able to take lunch when I want and being able to work late and knowing that like I'm not getting paid overtime. Like I'm getting whatever I put into it. You know, I can I can stay here late at night and crank out a few logo proofs, and I'm just like cranking them out and stacking it up. And that's, that's my plan for the immediate future is just, you know, keep working hard and keep putting it away to where I'll be fine for the rest of my life. Yeah. So. Awesome, man. Well, I think that is around 40 minutes. Um, we really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I think that, you know, the listeners that we have will really enjoy it. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. We really yeah, appreciate it. And yeah. for all you listeners out there, um, sorry about last week, guys. I know we didn't post a, a podcast. We tried. Uh, we went through about eight or nine takes, and it just wasn't 
what we were looking for. Um, it was some, a struggle. It was a struggle. <laughs> there was some personal stuff going on that, you know, it just wasn't what we wanted to put out, and we don't want to put out a bad product. Um, so we thought it was just better just to wait, have Thomas on, you know, put out something that's going to be good for you guys instead of just throwing out some crappy thing in, in five minutes. But, you know, we'll have product here in the next week and a half or so. We'll be in stores. So, you know, we're looking forward to that and hope you guys are as well. Um, if you guys want to leave feedback, follow us on Twitter, Instagram at LaDulce Vapor. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, if they want to find you, Thomas, where can they find you? Oh, yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, they can actually check out strikevisuals.com. Um, right now it's a landing page, but it should be up in a few days. So I'll have all my work on there, contact information. But, yeah, just strikevisuals.com. And we will... Uh, post all those links on instagram guys so we'll post how to get a hold of thomas and and everything like that because he does do great work guys if you guys need anything done graphically um he's the guy to go to uh i will preach that for forever because the stuff he did for us is amazing so check him out um anything else from you i don't think so anything else from you thomas no man thanks for having me on i really appreciate it awesome well goodbye everybody peace